we got Lance with us. I'm Levon Dunn. I'll kind of go around the uh, go around the, uh, the the circle here. Uh, I'm Levon Dunn. Uh, let uh, Nick and Matt go, then go with Lance. Matt Greer, Nick Greer, and uh, our guest we got with us is. My name is Lance of Great American Rugby. Rugby is life. Life is great. Always live in gratitude and let's enjoy this rugby life, right? El Boogie. El Boogie. <laughs> not many people, hey, not many people call me that. I'm adjusted now. Let's do this. How y'all doing today? <laughs> All right. So good. Um, man, should, man, should we start, let's just start off with the breaking news, man. Yeah. yeah. Start off with breaking news. Breaking Up news, top. man. So the crazy, the crazy thing is I've been kind of hiding it, keeping it low, but I'm definitely going to rugby town. I'll definitely be at Rugby Town. I guess I'll fly out tomorrow, so this is breaking news. Nobody has time to prepare. I'm going to be at Rugby Town interviewing everybody, causing the ruckus. And hopefully, you know, God willing, God bless, I get to have some great interviews, see some great people, much like this right here. So I'm excited. Question for you. Is is my man No Flop Nick going with you? And that's and it sucks. No, No Flop not going, man. No Flop oh, not man. going. It, you know, it sucks going on these road trips because a lot of the – Genesis of Great American Rugby, no flop was right there with me every step of the way. Um, so lately I go on these trips that are a little bit uh more random and he doesn't get to come and it kind of just I know it sucks, but you know, I'm gonna make sure I get him in as many tournaments and events as I can going into the rest of this year and next year. I'll let you do it. I'll let you do his tagline since you do it best. What's his tagline? Oh, oh y'all like that uh no flop sports. We're only here for the violence. We are only here for the (laughs) <laughs> Only here for the violence. <laughs> shout out and shout out to Nick, man. Shout out to Nick. Yeah. Oh, hey, I love that guy, man. That guy's he's he's out there just as much as you are, man. You guys yeah. are the you guys are the Batman and Robin of uh like like rugby anything, man. And I'll I, I, if I see you, I see him. If I see him, I see you. You guys are always together, and you guys are always doing the the sevens or the collegiate tournaments or whatever kind of terms you got, and you guys are always there, dude. Yeah, man. If you you want to go somewhere fast, you go by yourself. But if you want to go far, you gotta have people with you. Uh, Nick right. is Nick has definitely been one of those people that just inspires me. Uh, me and him started off no flop Great American Rugby around the same time, and it, oh man, it, it is crazy that he's usually with me. I'm usually with him. Uh, yeah, that's my guy, though, man. Bless him. So what's the origins of Great, Great American Rugby? To be honest, the origins kind of are much like a uh, disgruntled player, you know, yeah. getting a little yeah. long in the tooth. You know, I couldn't play forever. You know, I played at all these uh, really high level at the time places. And as it started to wind down, you know, I'm realizing there's not really much conversation of rugby on rugby. So the first event that, you know, Great American Rugby, quote unquote, before it was Great American Rugby, was the Seattle Sevens National Championship in 2021, I believe. And I'm just basically in my room, in, in my apartment in my room, and I'm watching every game. I got two monitors up. I'm talking junk all through the internet, and people are just engaging. I'm like, oh, this can, this can actually be something. And, you know, a lot of the people I was engaging with was people I knew, and I just realized how many friends and essentially, you know, extended family, these rugby events I go to are like family reunions, people I've known for a decade plus, so realizing these are all my friends, my buddies, nobody's propping them up. Nobody's telling them how good they're doing. You know, example would be uh, uh, Corey Jones, right, CJ. This guy, one year, which was last year, um, was like PR7s, winning a bunch of tournaments, won 7s nationals, and, you know, 
that would go under the radar. Like, no one would speak on that. No one would say anything. Like, no, you all need to hear that the guy that was tearing y'all up this tournament was also tearing up everything throughout this, you know, fall, throughout the spring. And, and that's just kind of how it built, man, just not seeing people get the respect they deserve. You know what I mean? We, I show love to MLR guys, right? You put your life, you know, you put your life in the rugby and you take the steps to become a professional, have to do it every day. Whatever well, people who aren't professionals yet who do it every day. Let's make sure you know who they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we talk about the guys quite like myself who moved away from their family for a rugby that's, dream or a rugby goal. That's, you know one I mean? thing I like, that's, like, that's one thing I like about your, your, your Instagram lives you do is you'll get on there to BS about whatever you're, talk, whatever you're doing, if you're at a tournament or talking about whatever, and then you'll just be like, man, oh, call somebody out. Oh, you want, you want to talk? You want to talk? Get on. Come on with me. And they'll like, like you don't have like guests like we, like we scheduled you. It's just like, hey, you want to talk? Come on, get on. Request, get on here. And I mean, call out whether they're talking trash or whether you just want to BS with them, man. And, and, and that, I love that. that. But that's also part of it, too. Like, we have so many different sports media um, sections, right? If we're talking about different sports, football has guys that analyze the X's and O's, who talk about trades, who talk about, you know, players arguing. Like, we got to have that. And, you know, just popping up every so often and saying, hey, guys. We're going to talk about what just happened. You guys saw this national tournament. Your team lost. You were saying y'all was going to win beforehand. You want to comment? You know what I mean? So um, it's really the banter as if we're all in the same place at once. It's just the best way from a guy from Seattle, in your case, you know, Miami, where I'm at right now, to be able to just talk junk about rugby. Because if not, we'll just go Saturday after Saturday not speaking on it. And it's just quick and easy. Bam, bam, bam. Come talk, you know. And – all these guys are, you know, like I said, these people I know, it's a family reunion, you know what I mean? So it's like like barbershop. It basically is turned into a barbershop. As fast as I can make it. The, oh, right? You know, yeah, <laughs> a place where we can just all kind of just let loose and, you know. But, yeah, that, that's just love, though. That's just love of the game coming through. Where where are you based out of? I, I live in Miami now, right? Um, oh, okay, I'm born, yeah. I'm born and raised in Ohio. Okay, okay, okay. Right, so. Sorry about that. So no, you live in Living in Miami now, so the Sharks are coming next year. Mm. What does that look like? Mm. What does it look like? Can we rewind back a little bit? Can I rewind mm-hmm. back? All right. So pre-COVID, the world was anew, right? Everything was about to happen for rugby in America, right? We knew it. We saw it coming. All these teams expanding MLR, all these new incentives you're hearing about, uh, Guinness having competitions in the United States. It was about to be the awakening, right? We'll be waiting on I've heard rumblings of a team in Miami since the beginning of 2021, the end of 2020, like, excuse me, excuse me, the the beginning of 2020, the end of 2019, excuse me. I heard these rumblings, right? Uh, Yeah, there's some French guy that's going to do this, and yeah, this guy over here is going to do this. You know, you you hear it, whatever. You're in the circle, you hear it. And um, once COVID happened, I just knew that that was the end of it, right? So now as we find ourselves with MLR posting, oh, we got a new team. And then Miami making an Instagram, oh, the Sharks are here, right? And it's just slowly creeping, little by little. I'm starting to see administrative guys and coaches are at events for sevens. They're at events for 15. So I end up I end up um, commentating the state championship here in Florida. They were there. The regionals, and they were there. And then it was a, um, it was a sevens tournament 
that they were around. So I'm starting to now see a lot of these shark guys, guys with the shark shirts, MVPs of tournaments and MVPs of games are now getting merch. It's starting to it's starting to really build up to like, okay, we're getting momentum here. We're really about to see some action on the field come what, February, March? So to me, it's just quiet rumblings though. I've yet to really get the full fledged like it's a camp coming up soon. And I think that's when we'll really start to see it when you see guys with sharks jerseys or sharks gear running around with a rugby ball in their hand. But as of right now, it, it's just uh, it's just anticipation. I, I can't wait, honestly. So, big question is, if you were an animal, would you rather be an orca or a shark? Hey, and before you answer that, orcas are way I bigger, though. I, right? I, know, I know your roommate. I know your roommate there, Rucky. With a highly influenced, uh, <laughs> hey, he's looking right at me right now. I wore this shirt so he wouldn't be so upset on the other side of the room. You know what I mean? But uh, orcas are way bigger, right? So yeah, man, they are. They uh, are the apes, they, and they they're smarter, great. right? Yeah, man, they eat. We like to think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If, if I if I if I had to pick, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, I would pick an orca. But they don't get a week like sharks. So what are we doing here? Like sharks get a whole week. You get to hear about their stories. Movies like Jaws that made sharks immortal, right? There's no hey, orca. Now, free Willy. Free Willy? Free, free Willy. Come on. <laughs> all right. All right. He jumped over the rocks. Okay. All right. Like, you know, deep blue sea, right? When you think of sharks, no. But um, it, and, that's, and that's the crazy thing. See, what's a sea wolf? It's, it's So the reason why a lot of people ask this question, the reason why it's called sea wolf is because orcas are the wolves of the sea because they hunt like like wolves hunting packs, orcas hunting pods. So they are the wolves of the sea, which hence the name sea wolf. Which makes the actual name pods, seawall pod actually doper now. That actually makes it even better, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. The, the pod, pod is real. That's yeah, why the, I pod, the pod is real. The pod that is makes real. sense. Yeah. <laughs> the whole defense, you know, after the seawall and the MLR named after the seawall. So we got to run with a little bit of confidence. Absolutely. And, you know, I've been watching the Sea Wolves, you know, since the inception of the actual uh, MLR. And just and just for the first, was it the first two years champions in these in these classic games, right? The game against San Diego Legion, the second time where they mauled it in for the championship. Oh, my God. Like, you know, it's, it's funny because I'm uh, I'm old teammates with uh, Nate. So I played with Nate, like, and, you know, he's San Diego Legion. Like, he's the man for them. Like, he's, like, you know, a symbol of their, you know, past and future. And I had an idea for a sketch, and it involved that. And as I'm, like, talking about it all excited, you know, thinking, like, you know, you know, con- uh, content creator, great idea. Hey, listen to this. And I can just see the look on his face, like, this isn't funny. That's not a good skit. That is not <laughs> I just, and, like, I didn't think about it till like, a, a week later. Like, he, was that not a good idea? He didn't really... Oh, oh, he was on the field when that happened. Oh, that's not cool. Whoops. That's not Whoops. cool. My bad, bro. But I, I've really, I've really been enjoying the Sea Wolves, especially with the research that they had not this past season, but the season before, when all the, th- when all the barriers fall and the West Side teams get kicked out and all that goofiness, they step up. They step up and win two and get to the championship and play a New York team. Maybe a little bit of destiny in that New York team, maybe. But they actually oh. had a shot to win it. You know what I mean? And that. To me, it says a lot about Seattle, the way they just can come from, you know, y'all not in the playoffs, or excuse me, excuse me, y'all not in the playoffs. Oh, if y'all win this last game against the champion of the year before you're in the playoffs, 
They make it to playoffs, beating more teams all the way through. Like it, it was, it was a great ending for Seawolves. Yep. Yeah, that was energy in the Coliseum. Yeah, in L.A. Uh, the last game yeah. of the season. Very much weird. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that. I watched that. Me and actually no flop Nick watched that game on my couch, right? And the whole and the whole time I'm uh, what's up? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The whole time I'm thinking, like, if they win this game, they deserve the playoffs. Like, whatever happened, regardless with, you know, the commissioner rules and kicking If they win this game against L.A., L.A. know what the stakes are, right? L.A. is like, we kind of know where we at. We're positioned where we need to be. But we can keep them out by winning. And Seattle step up and still get the win in the Coliseum final game of the season. They deserve the playoffs. And I never really had any argument about them being in the playoffs. It just sucks that. They beat L.A. and then L.A. don't exist no more right after that, right? That was the last game of L.A. Y'all shut yeah. down the Coliseum. <laughs> shut down the Coliseum. Yeah. Of that, yeah. 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 Of that iteration, at least. Oh, that, yeah, I guess we got another one coming, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess they – But, yeah. yeah. Um, man, what's with the championship belt? Oh, that's – so – I want to know. I want to know. I want the origins of it. What? What? I love, right. I love it. So essentially, what's the easiest way to get people to understand what you what you're about, what you stand for, other than like a billboard, right? I need like a mobile billboard. If I carry something around, as soon as you see it, you say that represents him and what he's about or what you know. And for me to be able to put, which is just my you know the slogan, rugby is life and life is great at the top. Live in gratitude, which is a great American rugby tradition. I'm gonna have to have you gentlemen do this when this uh as we wind down later on. But the great American rugby tradition is to give thanks to someone who helped you along your rugby journey. If I can walk around with anything that says, be grateful of what's going on, enjoy rugby while you're in it, you know, and it's a attention seeker kind of thing, uh, not attention seeker, but attention grabber. It's like the perfect it is it is it's like marketing and brand uh solidifying the brand all at once and then it's a great conversational starter people walk up to me all the time yo that belt you know da, 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 da. some people hate it some people love it whatever that's why i got that's why rocky has them yeah. it's a good starter and everybody wants to take pictures with them and a lot of people that don't win against us hate them hate them right <laughs> I'm gonna be honest though if i'd have known that rocky had a belt like that i probably wouldn't have got it man i'm trying to be as hey, original well, as possible you got two of them uh, before before then before this ends, I'll walk I'll walk in and grab him and bring him out. Yeah, I, I need to see him. Also, I would like to hold him at some point when the Sharks play the uh, hey, Sea Wolves. Just like anytime you, you can, any, anytime yeah. you want to, bro. Yeah, come you, bro. up, build you. Mm-hmm. I mean, like on up. Yeah, man. If, if, if bro, if Miami if Miami plays up here, come on up, man. Yeah. I, I have no choice at this point. I think I'm gonna have to, right? Oh yeah, we'll have a great right. time. I'm gonna wearing the same shirt. I'm gonna be wearing the same shirt. But, you know, like stuff like that, like imagine, you know, great American rugby is Lance. It's in a, in a sense. It's just like if I don't do anything, this thing is not moving. It don't go right. If I want to be lazy, stuff don't get done. Right. So a lot of a lot of my free time is kind of spent on what is the best way to really Get, keep this thing moving, right? What's the best way to progress? And when I saw the the belt, I probably haggled in my mind for about a week. Ah, I get it. No, I shouldn't. No, I get it. But once I kind of realized, like, we need more pop in the game. We need more um, showmanship, right? This is one thing about rugby that's different than most other sports. 
is there's an old guard in rugby that if you score a try and you celebrate, you're bad, right? Mm -hmm. If you make a smash and tackle and you get up and emotionally show it, it's a bad thing, right? Um, those kind of things, at least in my playing time, were really like pressed on me very heavy. I scored a lot of tries, so you know, all eyes on you after you score a try. You know, after I put my fist about five times, somebody's gonna have a problem with it, right? I done got cussed out going in the try zones for pointing, all kind of stuff, right? I've I've been through the whole you know litany of all kind of levels of rugby in the USA, and um, it's always this no me. It's never like you can't be an individual, but the individual is what make the sport what makes sports great, right? Mike Tyson is a is a titan amongst men. Tom Brady is the GOAT, right? This is an individual. He played on all these teams, sure, but the individual, mama mentality, right? Michael Jordan, you know, locking in when he's sick in the flu game. Like, the individuals in their moments is what make this game great. And I'm just trying to pump a little, not individuality in a sense, but showmanship, the things that actually get people putting eyes on the game. And, that, you know, that's the progression I'm trying to go. The belt is kind of shiny, but it's, it leans to that. Recognize who we are shine while you do it kind of thing so I mean, and i got I and so i got mine by uh 2018 uh usa eagle sevens win the championship in vegas danny barrett had the wwe one now and, and we won the same year and i'm like i gotta get one <laughs> so and that's what and that's why i got one then i got and then when we went down to san diego one everybody tried that was my first time mascotting in an, an, an opposing team's stadium yeah everybody tried taking and then when we won the second one i just walked over to the fans held it up dropped it walked off and walked away and then i got my second one and everybody hates the second one dude because the second one just made me more made him more made him a more cocky kind of yeah. attitude having yeah. two of them walking around the, not, now you're the champ champ you're like conor mcgregor bro but hold on hold on hold on did you keep the first, first one off. you still got the first one? Oh yeah i got both of them I bought them. I bought them, man. I bought them. Yeah, but if you drop it and you walk I, off, nope. I wouldn't pick it back up later, man. I wouldn't pick it back up. I was on the field, so I wouldn't pick it back up. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I love, uh, actually, I love seeing a rookie out there, like, walking on the, walking in the stands at, what's it, Star, what's it called, Starfire? Star, and the idea of this giant, because I had the mascot before, like, in my come up in rugby-wise, I had the mascot, right, for a scholarship, right? And I know how people react to mascots, but to see it at a rugby game, this giant, massive orchid with muscles in his earlobes, like, that's perfect, man. That's perfect. Showmanship, right? Yeah. The cool, the cool thing about that suit is that so many, now that I've, now that I've made it buff and have muscles, so many opposing teams that come in are like, bro, you need to chill out on the squats. Or man, this boy's roid raging. Or man, you need to lay off on the, you know, you need to lay off on the roids, dude. Do something, man. Lay off on the push-ups or something, dude. Oh, that's a big fish. That's a big fish. Okay. <laughs> that's a big fish. Man, what, what do you like to drink after after a day of rugby, bro? Usually it's uh water, but um, as I as I grown older and longer in the tooth, I've I require the taste of a, a brew after games. I am really big on anything local, right? So when I come to Seattle, whatever it is they drink in Seattle, that's what I'm drinking, right? Oh, you'll you'll, you'll be you know, well taken care of. Yeah, uh, I just left uh, Wisconsin for Club Nationals for sevens. I drank Spotted Cow the whole time. It just whatever they drink, where the region I'm in, that's what I'm drinking as far as the beers go. 
But um, it's usually just a just one beer, nothing crazy. You know, I'm not a, really an avid drinker, so it's just, you know, a little Stella, Yingling, you know, go about my life. But local, I'm I listen. I can't wait to get to Denver. I want to. What do they do in Denver? That's what I want. I want to be a part of the Denver scene. So that's what I'm gonna do. That'll be fun, man. You, you what day? Uh, so you're flying in tomorrow. What time? It starts at what eleven? Yeah, but I won't be there for the first day, so I'll miss, you know, two or three games from every team. But I'll be watching them, and uh, I'll be there Saturday. Saturday's a rugby day anyway. You know, I'll be there Saturday, see the Armed Forces finale and all of that, and um, you know, stick around Sunday. Sunday. Oh. Yeah, I don't fly out till Monday, so I pretty much set myself up to really enjoy. The entire experience, like trying to get to the dinner afterward. I'm trying to do the whole thing. Like it's not just for the rugby. It's the entire because I've never been to Rugby Town, right? And I've I've never I've never seen the tournament live in person. I've only been to the field one time, and I've never seen anybody play inside of it, right? So to me, this is gonna be a new one for me. I you know, so I look forward to it. Really, I've never I've never even been to the field, man. I've never been there. Period. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's an experience. You're gonna love it. It's. I've been a couple times and uh, really, really love it. Do you have a team that you're rooting for this season or this tournament? <laughs> well, obviously, I root for my individual, you know, friends, people, right? Uh, Gorilla, Gorilla has Coop, uh, Coop, Coop's corner. Coop is really big with Great American Rugby. He's the only officially unofficial Great American Rugby athlete, right? And uh, he's playing. So I'll definitely be rooting for him. I did a starting lineup promo for Tsunami. So, of course, I'll be seeing how those guys are doing, checking in on them. Nav is frequent at most of the tournaments I'm at or around. So I'll be checking in on them and keeping an eye on them. But it's teams it's teams that I don't get to really see live in person, right? I've seen players from Gorilla play, Nav, Tsunami, but, like, the Rummingly Jesters. Like, I don't get to see many of these guys in person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Over yeah. the over the years, I've played with and against a few of the guys on the team, but I never really get to see them live in action. So that's really what I'm looking for is the Roman and Chester's. I think they were the champions last year, right? Yeah, they were. The, yeah, the Barry family is a real they, – the, his dad the, – the dad owns the team or, or runs the team, if you will. And then um, typically uh, Steve Lewis, uh, the GM of New York. Uh, All right, so if you – if you got the lizard bringing in players, and you already know you're gonna get some high quality guys, right? Oh, it's but, a blast! It's a blast. Him yeah. and Gary just hanging out all the time. Those yeah. guys are a force to be reckoned with, really. I'm gonna try to uh, I'm gonna try to get back to where the players are and see if I can interview interview them like fresh off a game, like that group, the champion group. That'd be great. They hang out in the corner, so like when you uh, when you look at the, they're on the restaurant side. Yeah. In the corner closest to, well, closest to all the action, closest to all the uh, beverages and carts and everything. I, I don't know my directions, otherwise I'd say east. Well, you say corner of a restaurant, and that'd be pretty easy because I know there's a restaurant on one of the far sides. Yeah. That one side up top is the bar, and then before you got to go around the guys in the corner because I remember Dion and, and Clark and, you know, Tommy Clark and all, the, all these other cats that were there last year. That's what y'all. Right. So so let's talk about Dion. Dion Crowder. Dion, yeah. Dion Crowder. He's to Chicago. Yeah, he's moving to Chicago. Dion Crowder is I, I mean, unofficially like great American rugby, like 
graphic designer in a sense, I guess. Like this guy is like talented too. Yeah, he is. And and this is the crazy thing. He's talented as a graphic designer. He's scary as a rugby player. He <laughs> yeah, is scary. Sorry. Goodness gracious. I've seen him run some people over. And you know, you always had an attitude like, oh, that wouldn't happen to me if I was in front. If I was a guy tackling him. But I've seen him hit some people and be like, oh, that could have happened to anybody. Like, uh, uh, that guy's not getting up. That could have been anyone. But yeah, every time I see this guy play, man, I just, I'm impressed. You know, he new chapter of his life, recently married, you know, moving to Chicago, about to have a kid. God bless him. Shout oh, out yeah. to Tommy Clark, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a guy that I want to hear about from you is uh, Sean Clark. He's with the Tsunamis this season or this game. Uh, he was he was with the XOs, yep. or I should say the uh, the Raptors. Call them the XOs. Call them the XOs. That's what I call them. That, I ended up playing. I played against them, right? Okay. When they were infants, essentially. Right. Like uh-huh. in twelve. How long ago was that? In twenty twenty one. Okay. Right when XOs was just starting, it was their first year. Okay. Right? I played you with. Uh huh. Okay, because they played their first year in Rugby Town 21. Right. So they played 15s leading up to that. They were getting all these guys prepared, trying to show them what rugby is. They ended up playing a team in South Florida that I played for, uh, SoFlo, South Florida RFC. I was the captain, coach, a bunch of stuff, right? A bunch of hats. Yeah, uh, Sean Clark Tall Self was on that team, and they beat us like 70-something to five. <laughs> it was bad. It was like six. It was like sixty. It was like sixty-eight to five or something. And uh, oh. yeah, this guy, this guy, like you know, tall is intimidating, right? It can be, but this dude actually is pretty athletic. He was moving around really well, and uh, I realized it, like, uh-huh. oh, he, he, he does. He has some moves. It's weird. He can he can move a little bit. Like he got a little bit of fluidity about his movements. And I realized like you know, seeing him had a success. Him. Simu, right? You know, um, what is what is my guy that plays sevens for the USA? Like they got a guy, a lot of guys on that team that just prove you can expose some athletes to rugby, man. They can actually make an impact. This dude Clark has been playing rugby for prominent teams since then. Like if it wasn't Rugby Town, it was MLR, and he's been a multiple MLR team. So if you know any situation fall, huh? With the Jackals, didn't he? Yeah, with the Jackals, he was with. He wasn't just with the Jackals. He was with somebody else too. But yeah, man, I'm 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 pretty impressed with these uh with these XO American Raptors guys. It, it, the injection of just athletes in the rugby, you know, we just got to catch them when they're 12, right? Catch them when they're 10 instead of when they're 23. And you know, maybe we'll make a World Cup or two. <laughs> what are you doing down there to help grow the sport? I mean, now that you guys are getting an MLL MLR team, I mean, like. Is that going to help you at all? Well, if you look at the, the actual USA ecosystem, right, and you try to find the places that are the most um, – has the most rugby going on, a lot of them really do central around MLR teams, right? New York is a hotbed, right? They're forcing into L.A. They're going to make this L.A. thing happen, right? Seattle has a, a history that, that's, you know, legendary. Chicago needed a team. They got one, Right. D.C. has a, a lot of good teams in that area, the DMV, the MAC conference. Um, I, I don't expect it to be as fast as, as, you know, 
maybe like um fast development to where the 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 youth teams and everything kind of synchronized and to work out like a place like Atlanta before they tore it down. But it, it can't do anything but help because now there's an awareness about it. You know, that's the biggest thing. But it sucks that this happens right when Messi gets here. Nobody care about rugby if Messi is now is right down the street, right? But right. right, it makes it tough. It makes it really hard. The Spanish community here are football fanatics, football fanatics, right? But a professional team is a step in the right direction, especially if they go to all of the neighborhoods, if they get the ball moving in some of these neighborhoods. Now, what I can do to grow the game, you know, my, my final goal and aspiration is to have a youth team. Now, that's, you know, years down the line, right? Um, but where I stand as a, and, you know, these are air quotes, influencer, you know, the biggest thing I can do is go to, you know, schools. You know, I spent time as a teacher, spent time as a youth coach. I've coached for, I've coached sports for what? I mean, now we're going on, you know, 16 years or something ridiculous, right? Coaching some kind of capacity. Um, all I can do is just show how, how fun rugby is. And that's part of the great American rugby, always loving life kind of thing. Like, man, look, you know, especially if these kids from the inner cities here in Miami or some of these places in Miami, let's get a rugby ball in your hand. You ain't got to, you don't have to play football. You can play both. Let's get a rugby ball in your hand. Let's see if you like this one. Let's see if you like the differences. You know, football is a lot of rough and tumble. Let's play a game with a little bit more finesse, speed, timing, a little bit of, yeah, yeah a, a fluidity, right? And that's that's where my hand is, I believe. It's just, it's spreading the gospel of rugby, you know? And, you know, I, I try my best. And it, it's it's going slowly but surely. Getting in contact with a lot of these locals here is really the 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 biggest step, right? Like, think of rappers and influence, Rick Ross, Uncle Luke. These these guys with like youth sports um, clinics and and leagues, right? Tyreek Hill has a football league that plays every weekend right around the corner from me, right? So getting out there with a rugby ball or you know Great American Rugby belt and talking about rugby is those kind of steps that I would have to take. But my approach is really youth love and grassroots as far as here in Florida. But I, you know, I would much rather uh, speak about how rugby changed my life and maybe that'll get people to, to really gravitate towards it like I did. Very cool. <clears throat> Levon, you want to go? Yeah, sorry, buddy. No, you're, you're all good. It's great hearing all the things you have to say, man. It's, it's really interesting and I love your philosophy and it's, it's amazing. It's great. Um, so speaking of like uh, kind of those challenges that you'd brought up a little bit, um, I kind of like to ask this question now that uh, in the interviews or at least starting to is first time I'm asking this, but speaking of challenges, what would be if you're MLR commissioner for one or if you're MLR commissioner, what's the first thing you do? The thing I would do if I was MLR commissioner, I would resign probably. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> nah, I, don't know, I don't know if it's too controversial that but no nah, I think I, I think the first thing there's a confidence that's missing between the players and the actual league competition there's this giant disconnect right professional athletes as we see them as Americans are completely different than professional athletes that play in the MLR and I think the gap financially is the biggest one mlr has you know has to make money in order to pay these players the, the amounts that they deserve right but the biggest one is 
is somehow finding a way to get all of these players to trust and believe in our process. And a lot of that has to do with getting these guys, the union that these players are talking about, you have to take steps in that direction. If we're talking about uh, longevity of league, right? In all sports, professional sports, in the stone age of that sports, the players got nothing. They didn't get paid. They didn't get treated right. They are the shoulders that LeBron James stands on now in a sense, right? In order for him to get his, you know, $200 million contract for four years, somebody had to play for $35,000 and have to work as a painter in the summer. Before, you know what I mean? Like, that's part of the process. But where we sit now in the economy we sit as Americans, standard of living and all of that, the quickest, the quickest way to really get this league going is getting a connection between the players and the organizations. The other sports leagues don't have to do that because they're gazillionaires without the players. MLR doesn't have that luxury because there's nothing without the players, right? It's not like people are really – some guy in, in D.C. is like, oh, there's a rugby game happening around here. Let's go to it. The chances of that happening, it probably does, but it's slim to none. But if it's the local kid that went to a high school around your way that somehow found himself on this team that's around the way, oh, yeah, didn't that, wasn't that kid like a three-star and now he's playing – I'll go check him out. He's a local guy. You know, finding the connections between the community and the players and also creating a connection between the players and the, and the actual league office is a big step. Because as long as these players are on Instagram trashing the league, you know what I mean? It makes every decision they make as if they're, like, literally, like, uh, like on some Stockholm Syndrome. Like, the players have no choice but to go with and appreciate it, but you can tell they hate it. You can tell they don't like it. You can tell that they would rather it be another way. Find a connection. Stop having all these players with this union now on their Instagram surrounding a profile picture. You know, stop having players build up a cause against you. Figure out a way to make it work financially with this group of players you have, and then go from there. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't have the we don't have the luxury like the WNBA, who has the NBA because the WNBA they've never made a profit in twenty years. Right. They love right. twenty years straight. Right, and they don't, but they but they rely on. LeBron James. They're su- they're supplemented, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. It wouldn't mean anything with them without the NBA. Just like the MLS with the NFL. Yeah. Right? And so, we don't have yeah. that. We don't have. Yeah, they tandem. Yeah. It it is really getting, you know, it seems like we have these conversations over and over. Not necessarily us, but I have these kind of conversations over and over of, you know, what's what's missing? Why is it MLR is just missing like a little bit of sauce? It's missing something. They have done. I will I will give the MLR its credit while I got a chance. They have done an amazing job in stepping to the forefront and and putting rugby in a place. It has a it has a stage now. It has a platform. Especially but the nurturing, especially is like but the nurturing of this platform in connection to and this is things that MLR you know if I'm the commissioner right this is these are connections MLR has to fix. The public's belief on whether or not the MLR will actually make USA Rugby National Team better, the results have not shown that, not even a bit, right? When we were when we were full of club players, right, and and a bunch of dudes that just paid their own money, we were beating teams to go to the World Cup. Now we have a team full of professionals, and they lose to Uruguay. They tie Uruguay and then lose. Chile. Lost to Chile. Well, I, oh, excuse me. They lost to Chile and Uruguay. They lost to both yeah, of them. And Uruguay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then they tie with Portugal, and that don't get them through. Right. The issues that we have as a national team are directly correlated with the issues we have as MLR, 
because now all our entire team is MLR players. There is no, there is no more, you know, the guy from Umback who was just, you know, really good and found his way on the net. There's no more of that. Everybody that's on this national team are there every day, locked in, tied in, playing rugby, and we still lose the national team games. That's something that has to be, I don't know if that's say be fixed, but to get the confidence to, to let them know, look, we as an MLR organization are fighting our way to make sure our national team is good too, right? And that includes not having teams full of foreigners or all these. And then there's a whole new conversation that always get played out in these backgrounds, right? This is, you know, y'all, y'all didn't, whatever. Y'all didn't, y'all definitely didn't had these conversations or at least been oh, yeah. around these conversations, right? So confidence, players' confidence in the league, the people's confidence in the league and their appreciation for our national team or actually growing the game of rugby are massive. Okay. Shout out to the so, commission. On that, so on that kind of, what do you think the difference is between the gap between our 15s and our 7s? Our 7s seem to do fairly well against uh, the, uh, the, the, same, the same countries that we have problems with 15s. Yeah. Yeah, that we're, we're always we're always the top, using the top ten. Where in the fifteens, we're nowhere. We're not even we're not even treading water near the top ten. So, right. Right. what do you what do you difference between those uh, the two those the two? First thing is different game, right? Same rules essentially, but different game. The kind of players you need to be successful in one or the other is different. The kind of synergy and cohesion that a fifteens team need to win games compared to a sevens team. It's also massively different. It's good that a seven-seamer are in sync with each other, of course. It's not what I'm saying. But professional – not professional, not professional excuse me. Fifteen teams, the good ones, have to play with such a rigid structure and a understanding when things fall apart and how to fix it that you have to be around each other, work together, play together, understand a system together in order to have success. Especially if you're talking about, like, national team who are guys from all over, and then they show up for a week and try to put it together to fix it. Then you play against Chile, who they all live together or around each other. And they practice, you know, it's the same 30-ish people that have been working together for six, seven months. They come to Denver and punch up on us. But we got guys who've been playing against each other everywhere else. But at no point, you know, it's really important that a 10 and a 12 have a connection understanding. It's really important that the 12 and the 13 have a connection and understanding. It's really important that the 13 understand what the winger going to do on set piece so that he can know what he has to cover, what he can let go. The fullback, you have a job to do. We need you to do that job, but it also relies on the kind of winger you got and what kind of rapport you got with him. There's a whole bunch of different things in 15s that in order to be successful, you have to have. In sevens, you can train them up, plug them in, and fix it along the way, and it kind of gets to working in the, in the and the wheels get to turn and the engine get to going and you finally and you start to have success. That's essentially USA Rugby Sevens. Plugging in great players, training them up, cycling them in. After we cycled in and out, you know, a few dozen people, we're out here winning tournaments, right? We USA uh sevens in Vegas, right? That team, legendary. You know what I mean? That team had what was Cody was on that team. Um Perry was on that team. Carlin was on that team. If you get the name of player for player, these sevens guys that were on that team that won Vegas are staple guys. Some of the best. The best, essentially, right? And then they all get to work together, live together, put it all in together, and now they're winning. Don't work the same with 15s, especially on the international stage because the margin for error 
is, is you know, da- damn near non-existent. You half a second late, you're giving up points. You know what I mean? And that's how you can lose to a team like Chile. But in sevens, they wouldn't even deserve to be on the field with us. But in 15s, yeah, they'll sneak a game. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, it. and also, it's the it's – the, uh, I believe in sevens, we're getting closer to the best of the best that we possibly can get, right? I think Perry Baker is a is a, a weapon sent from God that just built for sevens. I'm sure he can play other things. He could have made the NFL. But when you see him run with the ball, he is built to play rugby sevens. <laughs> Highlight maker, dude. Right, <laughs> he is like God has touched you with the with the gift of sevens, right? And then you you know, no offense to our 15s team, I'm not trying to take jabs at them, but I don't think on the 15 side we necessarily get the absolute best that we're supposed to have every single time. It's getting closer to that maybe, but then we lose, so does it prove it? You know what I mean? When we were better. We weren't getting the best players, right? From experience, seeing, you know, being in that landscape, seeing who was going forward and who wasn't, right? Seeing who, ah, oh, that that guy is horrible. He capped last week, right? You go from that in 15s to now, it's like, oh, these guys are, they're all professionals. They better figure it out. I hope they, I hope they fix. No, no, we still lose. It, it's just, it's just tough. I don't. Levon, you got anything else? I, I, I don't really have anything else, no, but um, unless you have any. Okay, got I got I got some more. Um, one thing I want to com- one thing I want to uh, commend you for is your yellow card interview. Yeah, I love that. Dude, that concept you do was is I, I love it, man. It's so awesome. Should have them right here. They sh- I thought they would be right here. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I, oh, no. that such, took a, that, such a cool concept. It took forever to figure out. That thing is still a work in progress. Like, how do you, like, a, I interview people essentially, right? I can't have everybody on Instagram live for an hour. I got to yeah. find new ways to interact with people. I go to these tournaments and I have nothing. Like, I see all these great players and I have nothing to say to them. It's like, I can interview you. We can talk about the game, but that doesn't really it don't say anything about you. It just say about a moment you just had five minutes ago that we don't care about because you got a game in an hour, right? So just trying to find a way to get to know someone in a rugby sense as fast as possible, as seamless as possible. Well, it's then, cool because watching it, like somebody who, somebody who catches that video a year or two years down the road, they're not going to know about that, that moment in time they had. So that's, that's another reason why I like it because you're getting to know the person who's talking and not about the moment they had and that single moment they had. Exactly. It's just trying to find, you know, this is the world of content creation, right? Trying to find a way to get attention and hold on to it for as long as possible before they scroll or move on, right? A yellow card to a rugby player, for some reason, evokes emotions. Whether you laugh or you're upset, you you see a yellow card, you're going to feel something. Now, if you're in front of that yellow card, most people find it funny. Most people get sad-faced. Most people think it's cool, but Get some feelings, something, you feel away, and let me ask you a question deep and personal about what you feel about rugby. And for some reason, I just feel like that mix is like, you know, it's what I've been looking for. I got more stuff coming, but, you know, this is what I'm going to run into the ground. <laughs> this is my baby. I'm going to run into the floor. I done made new cards. You know what I mean? I, yeah. What are some of your plans? In the future? Obviously, yeah. merch store. Nice. Right? 
obviously merch store. Uh, so much of the background business stuff have to be taken care of. You know, if you, I don't, I don't know if you guys, um, you know, did the LLC and had to do all the tax ID stuff and all that stuff, right? I'm past that. You know, been past that, but there's a bunch of other stuff that you have to do before you get to start selling anything, you know, stamping a logo and selling. So until I get all that stuff taken care of, now it's just interviews and showing love. And at some point, get a merch store and find a way to connect teams with other teams. And, you know, that's that's kind of where I think it's going to go. Hey, hey, well, I know a guy. If you ever need a, uh, a model for your, for your gear, I, I, I might know a buff whale who might want to uh, throw some on and uh, do some modeling for you, bro. Rucky is getting the first shirts off the presses. <laughs> nice. <laughs> my guy. Rucky is my guy. All right. He moved out recently, but I'm sure he's gonna come back some point. <laughs> um only only I got I, I got a couple more things. Um speaking of your you you're talking about interviews. Um who is the most interesting person that you've uh had a chance to interview and who would you who do you want? Who's the most interesting person that you want to interview in the future? If like you, if you could pick somebody, say, "Hey, I want to interview this person, no matter what." Who would it be? Wow. Well, the most interesting person I've interviewed so far—it's a few of them, right? Like Mike Friday, right? You let the geezer talk; he will regale you of tales of old, great stories with character development and depth, right? He will actually give you a full-on story. That you actually learn something from. Like it's weird talking to him. Every time I see him, it's just like it's Mike Friday. Like the cool, like our Olympus coach is like this cool dude. Right? He chill, right? I, now this is me not having to be a player. If I was a player here, I probably feel different. Him running me into the ground every day. But uh, Mike Friday is is one of the more interesting. Um, Jihad, um, Kabir, who plays for. Uh, he played for AIC in college, Beltway Elite now, uh, Rocky Gorge. And he's a very interesting person, just how his mind works and how he analyzes the game and sees the game. So having conversations with him, we can talk S's and O's, but we also can talk about the salacious and the, con- you know, the, 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 it, it, it can go either way. But if I had to pick someone to interview, I'm going to be honest, I, I really want to have conversations with, the rugby legends of old at this point, right? Obviously, uh, it'd be great to have a conversation with, like, Todd Clever, legendary, right? Um, I want to have a conversation, an interview with uh, Tabu Elof, who was my coach in college, right? USA Eagle, great. Um, and some international players like Gio Aplon and Chelsea Colby and those guys, right? Francois Stain and, you know, just guys who, like, been to the mountaintop of rugby just to see if their mind state and their beliefs are that much different than ours or are we just in the stone age working our way through you know what i mean like your childhood was rugby tell me what that's like you know and trying to make that connection for for us here you know what i mean try to find that so though it would be it would be like legends of old it'd be legends of old and there's a few like that last thing for me now have you have you buried the hatch with mike brown yet Never, never. No. <laughs> I, so, so this is a funny thing, right? Shout out to Mike Brown. Let's get let's get that out of the way. Shout out to Mike Brown. Mike Brown went to Bowling Green State University, right? Bowling Green State University is about thirty minutes from where I grew up. 
right? My college, like the beginning of my college days, um, me and my buddies would go to Bowling Green to actually like hang out and party. We wouldn't stay in our city. We would drive the half an hour to go party. We were there so much. My fiance graduated from Bowling Green. I'm all I'm I'm super always around Bowling Green, right? And I tried to play for Bowling Green, play for Toledo the club. Uh, they Bowling Green used to beat up on us. I was college age. I'm like, let me try to get into Bowling Green to play for them. And I just couldn't. The the coach didn't care. Nobody, you know, it was just like Bowling Green just didn't didn't care about Lance, even though Lance spent a lot of time in and around Bowling Green, right? So. That goes on for two years, three years, Bowling Green beating up on my club team, and I'm trying to go to school there. I finally get an opportunity to go to college, which is Davenport University, and lo and behold, first league game we got is Bowling Green. Mike Brown's their hooker. I'm the starting wing. Mike Brown's the hooker. Me and him have a play where, like, they kick the ball down the field. Our lock picks it up, and I'm running on to, the, I'm running on to it when he pick it up, so he just pop it to me casually. Mike Brown snuffed it out, and as soon as I get the ball, he immediately, I'm an immediate wrestling match, right? He didn't, like, smash me and knock me over, but he, like, overwhelmed me, and I was just tackled. Like, it was just like a wrestling match till I failed, right? And uh, we ended up going back and forth on Facebook about, like, that play because they took a picture of it. So we yeah, go back I- and forth about it. Uh, yeah, that's a picture I always show, right, of him, like, me, like, bent over him, like, hugging me, right? And he, like, well, you know, a winger finding a hooker in an open field, you know, the hooker should never win. I'm like, that was definitely like now you messing up the story, making it seem like I can't juke you. And, you know, that's not the case. You know what I mean? So now it's like I hate Bowling Green. This guy on their team sucks. I hate Bowling Green. Right. I'm mad. I'm fuming. Bowling Green used to beat up on us, too. Right. Finally. We end up having more success than Bowling Green. But after I was done with Bowling Green, I ended up playing at Old Blue with Mike Brown. And this is the beautiful thing about rugby, right? You go from that guy plays on a rival team. You don't like that team. You don't like the people on it. You don't like nothing that they stand for. I don't even like their colors, orange and brown. Bowling Green sucks, right? Then you have a conversation and you, you, you with a guy multiple times in a week. Then y'all fighting for the same goals. Then y'all find out y'all got a lot more in common than y'all don't. So now the same guy on this rivalry team that you didn't like is now a guy that if somebody do something wrong to him on this field, it's going to be a problem right now. Like, we're going to have an issue. Your tackles better be low. You better not disrespect my friend. Like, you know what I mean? And that just shows, like, how rugby can really, you know, the community, the community part of it. So now, you know, we're, I'm done playing, right? I'm a, I was, I'm a little bit older than Mike Brown, but I'm done playing. But he's still playing. Jealousy. How are you still the fountain of youth? How do you still right? And now I can just poke fun at him. Like I can be in the peanut gallery, just poking fun and you know talking junk to people. Hey, Mike Brown, you married that one time? Yeah, that won't happen again. You know what I mean? Why he's he's playing MLR professional, right? But I get to talk junk to him as if I'm even on the field with him. You know, it's just I don't know. It's just part of the, the community, and it just makes it, it. It's one of those things that makes rugby the family part. You know. If I seen Mike Brown, he's out in Houston right now, right? If I'm seeing Mike Brown, it'd be a great conversation. How you been, man? How the twins? Right? All of that, right? It's just it's just good to hear from the guy and see that he's doing so well. But at one point, Mike Brown could have ate dirt and I wouldn't have cared. But now it's my buddy, man. Appreciate the guy. Love it. And shout out to Mooningham as well. 
Oh, I love Connor. So Connor was oh, Connor was my young winger in 2015 when I played for life. And you know, this guy came out of nowhere, right? Freshman year. And you know, if you know in the in the way you know life is structured, there's an undergrad and there was a men's team. And for a certain part of the year, the undergrad's best players and the men's team's best players make like an elite group elite training group is what they were calling and immediately connor is a part of this group group some freshman out of nowhere a little lanky six you know six foot one kid he had the hair at the time i believe he had more hair then i believe too and, uh, out of huh uh i think like utah or or i know i know he uh he was like on some mormon stuff I didn't. I don't know the specifics, but it's a Mormon. I think he went on mission. Yeah, he went on mission, so I'm pretty sure. Okay. And uh, he just out of nowhere, man. This this this. Just... Okay, I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. We gotta talk about where you got those. We got we gotta talk about where you got those. We gotta talk. But yeah, Connor Mooningham is uh has always been a good player. And when I saw that he was going to the Sea Wolves, I knew like, okay, they got a good one. Bare minimum, bare minimum. If he's not, you know, faster, bigger, stronger than people mentally, how he approaches things, what he plays with, you know, the 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 the, the spirit that he plays with, you know, I always respected Connor's game. And to see him still, you know, it sucks that he got hurt, but to see him like right in the mix of a team about to go to the playoffs, right in that starting lineup mix. Really putting the time in on the team that's successful is pretty dope to see. It just sucks that it didn't end the way he wanted it to. Him on AG, man, they they were the best team that year too, and I really wanted to see him shine and get his his moment. Like like think of the luck. Imagine being on the second best team in the competition, even though they're number two in the West. Right when the playoffs start, no more team don't exist. Y'all had all the momentum. They were the hottest, most well-respected love team in the MLR at the time, especially in the social media standard, right? They had Rome running 60-meter tries as a prop down the center of the field. <laughs> AGs had everything going for themselves, right? They had everything going. And right when the playoffs start, this guy no longer has a chance to fight in the playoffs. That sucks. And then next year, he moves his family because his team doesn't exist no more. He goes to a new team, fights and strives to be a, a starter and, and be right in that uh, moment with these guys. And right when the playoffs start again, he takes another knock. Um, it's going to be a great story, you know, when it ends, when he gets a cap for the USA, and he does all the things that he was already on the path to do before he got hurt. But it just sucks. That, you know, that's the, the ugly part of rugby, you know, the unforgiving part. Yeah, it's a sport, really. Huh. Yeah. It's just unpredictable when you're going to get hurt. It, it is. I mean, if you play if you play like you're supposed to, you know, full full heart, mind, body, you know, those things are just part of the game. It's, it's the it's the part that we uh we hate we hate to accept, but it's 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 a it was it, it adds to why we love it more, right? The danger element uh adds to what makes it so amazing. So it's it's a gift and a curse. We're good. Lance, thank you for your time. Tonight. Hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. Great American <laughs> tradition, nah. No, nah, great American rugby tradition. You have to give thanks and show gratitude to someone who helped you on your rugby journey. 
whether it's rookie, whatever it is you do within rugby, is somebody who had to raise their hand and do something for you that you greatly appreciate. So I need y'all to share that with the class, with the congregation today, please. Go ahead, Levon. Ah, putting me on the spot already. All right. Um, I would have to say, um, you know, he's he's right on this call right now. I gotta say, I gotta say, Matt. Um, you know, we, yeah, you know, I never, so I don't really have the, you know, playing experience as, as some of you guys, um, but I've, I've played, but more in like, in, in like rec, you know, that sort of thing. But, um, so I don't really have like, you know, any coaches or anything like that or any players in specific that I played with that I could shout out to, but I would have to say Matt, because when, when we were, uh, we were inaugural season ticket holders to, to the, uh, Seawolves. And in that 2018 season, we start, we began a lot of traditions together and, um, and it really just, just went from there. And, you know, he kind of, kind of uh, just pulled me in even deeper into the, in the, you know, back in the rugby community and, and, and the Seattle, uh, rugby community. So I really deeply appreciate that. And, and we're, you know, like work, love working with the guy on, on this podcast and, and of course, Nick too. Um, you guys are, you guys are freaking awesome. So. Thank you, yeah. Lance, what about you? You want to go? Next? No, no, we ain't skipping me. No, come on, gentlemen. Come on. I need all three. I need everybody. Let's go. So um I got a couple. Um besides besides the, the guys I, I, I work with and doing this. Um my coach in high school, Mark Bullock. He uh is the uh, starter of the Glendale Raptors or Colorado Rapid, rappers or whatever you want to call them, American rappers. Um, he was my high school coach and uh, got me and my brother playing. Uh, uh, brother was in varsity. I was in JV and got me into rugby doing that, man. I mean, I got cut playing football, got cut playing basketball. And he's like, hey, man, come out and play some rugby. Okay. Then and fell in love with the sport ever since, man. I mean, loved, loved it ever since. Um, and then the Seawolves organization. I mean, Shane Skinner, the original, the original owner, he, uh, he was the one who gave me my opportunity to be rookie. And, uh, I mean, I'll be, forever be grateful for him for, for doing that and just giving me my shot. And, uh, I mean, I'm the friends that make along, dude, Matt, Levon, man, and the friends that make along the way, dude. And of course you, man, I mean, spreading the word, man. And I, I, I mean, just seeing you living in Miami, living at, living in Florida, I'm living here. Never thought I'd be, Talking to you know, texting or calling somebody in Florida talking about rugby and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just yeah. the, I mean, everybody, man, just yeah. the community of, of people who 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 are in rugby. Man, I, I shout out to everybody, dude. I, mean, I love it. Matt. All right. So mine would be very similar to his, as the roots all up here in the PNW kind of blend. Uh, Rex Norris, which was actually assistant coach to his coach, <laughs> was my, uh, one of my coach too. Got us into it. My, actually, I should first of all say say that my son got us into it. Rex got my son into it. I don't know how to do anything half. So I jumped all in with Rex lead and fell in love with the community. So they're here. That's it'd be Rex for sure. Rex Norris. Does that feel good? Actually, you know, sharing. You know, I mean, all the people who who you appreciate. You know, what I mean, we're not guaranteed the moments, you know, we'll see them again or be able to actually express how we feel. So why you got the opportunity out of gratitude, you know, you got to show love to those. Now, if you want to ask me, you did ask me. Um, 
Now, clearly, right, and I'll do a great American rugby. I usually do it like my rugby playing career, but I'll do a great American rugby, right? Um, obviously, no flop Nick. Goes without saying, right? Uh, a lot of the beginning ideas that made great American rugby kind of get going and get the ball rolling, no flop Nick. Um, actually having the, you know, getting the excitement to talk about sports, right? So no flop. Um, how it was started was just Nick, like, hey, man, you're opinionated, you know sports, let's talk sports. All right, right? Obviously, there's more to it, but, you know, that was the gist of it. And, then, you know, since then, just, you know, diving into rugby. Soon, you know, no flop is going to go into all kind of just the violent sports, right? We AFL, so Australian rules, football, right, boxing, MMA, bare knuckle happens in Florida all the time. You know, I'm, it just makes me excited to talk about sports. So if I had to thank anybody for that, it would be Nick. And then also, my lady, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to bring her on camera or nothing. She wouldn't be, she wouldn't jump on anyway. But, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I just came back from Club Nationals. The week before yeah. that, I was out of town two months. You know, I have been to, since the beginning of the year, Austin, Minnesota, Wisconsin, L.A., New York, going to Denver this week all through Florida and different places on different weekends. And every time I say I got a new job or a commentator or something, have fun. You know what I mean? Tell me how it goes. And just have somebody support you is amazing. So Nick and the queen, those are my two every time. And it feels good to be able to say that. I'm going to play this for it later. You know, if y'all don't edit this part out, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm going to get to it later. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, oh. just, and obviously, there's so many more people. but And obviously, you three. First of all, you know, to me, it's just, this is this is my first interview. If there was ever – I usually interview people. People don't interview me, right? Yeah. Um, Thanks for hearing us. Yeah. No, no, no. This is actually hey. great, man. And Maybe you can uh, uh, throw some uh, words towards uh, Nick, and maybe we can uh, – Maybe we can get Nick on sometime soon too. You will have Nick on very soon. You will have Nick on. You will have No Flop Sports on very soon. I'm calling a shot right now. You lucky my phone isn't in arm's reach, or he would be knowing about it right now. Because um, <laughs> so I'm like, man, if I would have known that this was a rivalry with him and Mike Brown, uh, I was just checking oh, dude. Up with Mike Brown. <laughs> hey, hey, why well, well, I used to send pictures of Rocky with Mike with Brown. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Shout, so out to, shout out to Mike Brown, man. Like, like even you bringing it up to make me think about those old college days where I hated this dude. I hated him and all his and all his crude. And now I'm actually thinking, and you know, I think of him in terms of endearment to go through that. It's crazy. When he when, when hey when Mike Brown was up here, I said I I I found Mike Brown in the stands. I was like, dude, you got to send a picture. You got to send a picture. I got to send this to my hand. He's like, yeah, no problem. Right. He he enjoys to be a part of that. See, Mike Brown, you know what? I take back every nice thing I said. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Mike Brown, man. It, it, it This is the community part. You know what I mean? And I think that's the part of the game that, you know, we need to be, be happy and blessed and lean more into. It's one of the things that's so unique to our sport. No other sport has a community the way that we do. There is no other sport. There is no other sport. If if our biggest, not biggest, excuse me, if our most sacred, um, if our more sacred, tangible 
actual ability as rugby fans is to spread that community part. We need to put that in the forefront of everything we do and show the world that even if you don't play, come on in. Because it's a bunch of people that are photographers that never played. <clears throat> I'm just hearing now, you, you didn't play Lev, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, not like, not extensively, no. Just like kind of just doing rec stuff, you know? Nothing, nothing like, you know... And it, and it's all and, and it's all love the same way. Yeah. Like I'm I think it's dope that first of all, I think it's dope that anybody who didn't spend extensive time playing will have an interest to talk about rugby. Right? Because I don't want to talk about pickleball. I'm just telling you now. Maybe I I don't know. But I I'm not gonna talk right. So <clears throat> even that part is dope. But the community element of our game is what we need to talk about. Cause it's the strangest thing coming from football for me. Hold on. Y'all play each other, and then after the game, y'all go drink together? Mm-hmm. Friend in general, it's like, yeah, that's it. Right. Like, when I any other sport I play, when a tournament over, game over, event over, get out of my face, I'm going home. Right? The idea that the guy – oh, go ahead. What did you say? No, sorry. Yeah, even as fans, you know, it's like we we uh, we all drink together before the game, and, you know, where can you see that in, in, in NFL or – or you know any other uh, sort of sports, it's like you don't you don't see that you don't see us all you know everybody drinking together and having food or just having a good time. Like Matt takes in all like like when you where when we go there we you know you come up here same sort of thing like we're all gonna be hanging out and that's it's all about love like you said it's, it's beautiful all about man love. it's beautiful and like I said it's it's the one thing that we need to definitely put to the forefront community of it. That's why you got to live in gratitude, you know, and, and tell people how you appreciate what they do for you in the game. At least in my, you know, humble opinion. Would it uh, would it be all right with you if we took that on and, and started adding that to our podcast at the end to, to give gratitude? That be all okay? right. This recorded, right? Let me make sure I say this right. Yeah. All opinions up. Oh, no, I'm joking. All right. So um, <laughs> if, if the only way that I'm going to sign off on it Right, and I'm I'm perfectly okay with it, but you have to say the Great American Rugby Tradition. Yeah, no, we got you, we got you. All right. yeah, all good. If you all say good. the Great American Rugby Tradition, right, the other stuff, give thanks and gratitude to someone who helped you along your rugby journey. That's I didn't say that a million times, but Great American Rugby Tradition, and get someone to show thanks to somebody that they care about in their rugby journey. I would be honored if you did that. Actually, now before Absolutely. before we uh before we end this, is there anything? That you besides going to uh, Rugby Town, is there anything else you want to promote or anybody you want to give a shout out to or or anything? Oh, we'll go we'll go around the horn because I and I always do. Go for it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I can go. I, I got I got something for you, but I want to wait a little. Bit. So I so I want so I want to thank. Um, I'll, uh, we'll we'll do we'll do I'll get this information for the next one. But my guy that made the uh the new seawall uh podcast that my, my boy who made the new logo I'll, I'll, I'll get his i'll get his information and we'll, we'll i'll make sure i shout him out the next and get all this stuff but uh he uh i got a guy we had a new logo and he made it for us and he made the old rocky logo the sticker logo um and then always happy bundles man dan creel candace creel happy bundles uh if you can uh find their uh any, anywhere on their social media donate man they help out kids with cancer and it's one of the most amazing organizations that that I've ever had a chance to work 
So I, I appreciate them and, and, and everything they do. So, Boom. Matt? I'm good, man. LeVon? Yeah. Um, so I, I just wanted to say that I'll be going to USA versus uh, Toulouse um, in a couple of weeks in Salt Lake. And we decided to, to do the trip, man. Um, and get some uh, get some content on that. Yeah. Um, and, and see some see some good stuff. So, um, yeah, and and uh, you know, I like to just kind of scroll through Instagram sometimes and see if, see it like a random like you know uh, youth youth um, youth team or something like that. Um, if if you go to Salt Lake City, Utah, I know I know some people. That'd be good to talk about. I got you. Yeah. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll hit you up. Um, Absolutely, please do. <laughs> but yeah, but just just shout out in general to all the all the um all the youth uh, youth rugby teams out there, Miami, Seattle, and and all the way in between. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> speaking of that, there's actually as actually it's two it's two entities I would like to thank. There's a a, a man here who uh as soon as I moved to Florida, welcomed me in, and he has a youth team here that has been putting out players that go to university for the last you know five six years they've been doing a great job his name is a uh, vassal his son just signed with life university he's had multiple players from boca raton buccaneers the junior buccaneers which is a youth uh not just a youth team but a youth <clears throat> man they got every age group from seven all the way up to u19s right uh, so shout out to Vassal and all those guys who make uh, Boca Raton Junior Buccaneers work. I appreciate all of you guys. And uh, those, that's one of those teams that I would I send kids to. Like, you know, if I know a kid that, that's trying to play that's close enough, definitely go there, right? Oh, Cappy is a team here that was first in the nation in high school at one point during the year last year. So big shout out to them. And <clears throat> last but not least, shout out to the Seawall Podcast, uh, bringing me on for my first every interview uh being gracious as i couldn't get my green screen to act right and um being an interesting group of lads asking questions that i haven't really put my mind to in a while mike brown got me talking about mike brown (laughs) Uh, but yeah thank you gentlemen i'm gonna gonna try my best to get nick to to fall through and uh have a conversation with you guys and if i have a pull-up show on the great american rugby instagram Feel free to stop by. Leave a comment. You can jump in and uh, be a part of the show if you like. But uh, like I said, man, community, thank you guys so much. And um, We appreciate it, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. and It's a great conversation. Yes, sir. Appreciate you.